Mora conducts physician-led support groups, helping people live healthier, happier lives, free from chronic diseases like diabetes, hypertension, and obesity. And on our podcast, Health and Mora with Dr. Lori Marbus, we bring to you nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests to empower and inspire you with their knowledge and stories of plant-based lifestyle so that you can be your healthiest self. Welcome, everyone. Hi, Dr. Lori. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Very good. I am so happy to be here. We are here. We are here from Mora Medical. Dr. Lori and I am Dr. Rock. We both uh, are lifestyle medicine physicians to help people make dramatic improvement in their health through lifestyle changes, through taking control of your lifestyle habits. That's what we do here at Mora Medical. You can find us at Mora, M-O-R-A.com. We are at telehealth, so we can see you from the comfort of your own home. And uh, we're seeing people in many, many different states now. It's uh, ever growing. So if you're in New York or Texas or Florida or California, Utah, Maine, Colorado, Indiana, um, Indiana Ohio, Pennsylvania, there you go. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to selling out all states. Go to our website and learn and insurance so you can and there is also a cash pay option so happy to um, field any questions during this live stream as well we're here every wednesday 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern standard time and so if you have any lifestyle medicine related questions uh, feel free to put them in the chat. And today, Dr. Lori, I thought we would yes. talk about uh, motivation and movement, and those two together in particular. So okay. we'll sort of break that down. But um, motivation, our, our motivation to to get up and move our body, and some people call that exercise. But uh, at Mora, we're fond of calling it movement, and we'll get into that as well. So I start off the conversation with maybe talking about motivation, because I know that's a very uh, favorite topic of yours. Yes, yes. Um, And if you were wondering what I was looking down, I was sharing our live for some groups. So people, I'm not trying to be rude. I was just trying to share the message. So please share this link. And if you want to... Ignoring me, she's like she's actually come for the live stream and she's just on her phone. No, yeah, you're sharing, sharing this live stream. If you're watching it live, thank you. If you're watching it recorded, I know many people watch it recorded. I think it's it's also um, becoming occasional episodes of your podcast. Yes, yes, yes. So when I'm (laughs) I am unable to secure a guest or traveling, um, Jonathan makes this episode part of the podcast, which is even fun too. Yeah. And on the YouTube, you know, share the links, please just share to whomever and all who you think would be available. And we also have a free course, by the way, if you go to more.com, we have a free course um, all about lifestyle medicine, how you can lose weight, get well, check it out. It's awesome. It's made by our amazing team. You just go and click on, I think, resources up there at the top. It'll say something. I hear your puppies. Um, But (laughs) it's all good. But as far as Getting back to um, motivation and movement. And I really think this is important to understand. You know, we had just mentioned prior to our starting about BJ Fogg work. And I think it's a really good 
starting point to know that you can do things and become the designer of your own life, right? You can design mm. your habits. You can design your behaviors. And there's multiple things. Mm. <laughs> I can go down many rabbit holes, but we'll get the big picture here with BJ Fogg's work, who I adore. And there is a fun story that I, I loved his work so much. I literally paid a lot of money to go to a class for him and met him and had him on the podcast. It's just, it's been, it was well worth it. It was well, it was amazing. Anyway, so to understand what is behavior. So behavior requires three elements, right? So there's motivation, the ability to do something and a mm. prompt or a trigger. And that would mm. make sense, right? So you can take any behavior and I don't care what behavior it is, any behavior. For example, um, I like to use going to the bathroom. It's a behavior we all have to engage in. <laughs> so if you have to go to the bathroom, that's your prompt, right? There's a bladder's like, got to pay attention. I got to go. You have the ability. There's uh, facilities in your area um, and motivation. Well, I don't really necessarily want to have an accident. So those are those three pieces, right? But even if you had um, motivation to go or, whoops, you know, like, for example, when I was a kid, my mom would say, go to the bathroom before we leave. There's your motivation, right? Your mom's saying, and you mm. had the ability, but you're like, mm, I don't have the prompt. <laughs> I don't really need to go. Mm. Well, 10 minutes later, you're down the road and you had to go, right? So those are the kind of things that we talk about. So when you think about movement, that's the same idea. Motivation, mm. I call it a finicky friend, a finicky lover, whatever. It'll come when it wants. It goes when it wants. It stays for as long. Yeah, mm. You can't really say. You can do things to increase your motivation. Um, for example, uh, self-talk, positive self-talk to get you ready and hooked up. But when the motivation wanes, you can move those other levers. It's the ability. Make something super easy when you have low motivation. And when you have high motivation, you can do something that's harder. So low motivation, don't want to move. Well, why don't we just, I think I just lost the rock. <laughs> so I guess I'll talk to myself. Um, low motivation, let's make the ability very easy, right? Let's move uh just around the block, maybe just walking around the block versus something that's hard, like running a half marathon. That's a little bit harder. It's going to, you know, you might, it's, it's high motivation, but you could actually maybe do something that's harder because you have higher motivation or do some type of um, other type of uh, difficult feat. And maybe Rock's trying to come back on. Oh, there's Rock. I was ah. like, I was by myself. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, I don't know what happened. My thing just crashed. The whole window just disappeared. No problem. I was just saying that you can you can measure, you can move your ability lever in order when you have That's high right. and low motivation. Right. So I'll leave that to you. Oh, so, yeah. So actually what I hear you say in that, you're, you're talking about, and it's what BJ Fogg calls his method, is tiny habits, right? Is the importance of starting small. I talk about this with myself, first of all, all the time, but with, with <laughs> patients all the time. Because, right, when you're, you're talking about how you can adjust motivation, that well, maybe we'll get to that, but that's, that's a little harder. You know, there are levers for that we could talk about, but adjusting the ability you know that's and so if you're do because what happens normally around new year's is people right they line up at the treadmill at the gym i did this i used to do this for a week or two you go the third week in january and there's so people may be feeling more motivated in that moment mm -hmm. because it's new year's i want to get my resolution going but are they doing things that um, they can necessarily continue to do? 
And inherent in that question, I think, is not just starting small, but we can talk about this maybe, like starting and doing something you enjoy, mm. uh, right? And that, I think, also pushes the motivation lever a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. if it's something you look forward to, then, then you're going to want to do it more. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because if you enjoy it, there's a dopamine effect, right? So then you're just feeding into the, the loop, the habit loop. Um, and in, in, in partner with that, is it something you enjoy? Is it easy to do? Um, mm. Can you see progression, right? And the other piece is, is there any way mm. that you can connect social aspects to it? Mm. So versus dancing by yourself or dancing, you know, going to a dance group or something like that, exercising by yourself or maybe exercising with a group or partner, because that accountability, the social aspect of that will also increase the enjoyment factor. Because um, nobody wants to go do you know, an obstacle course by themselves, it's the, the excitement of conquering mm. the, the things together. That's why they have teams. That's right. That's joy, honestly, because yeah. there ain't no way I'm yeah. going to go climb a wall and jump over mud and through fire, which I've done in obstacle courses. But, you know, I'm not, it's way more fun when you have a team. And that comes from even my own experience in the military. You're doing these obstacle courses as you're paired up as like partners or teams and there's competition. It doesn't matter if I break a leg, we're going to keep moving. Keep going. <laughs> you know, so that's the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why did you bring up obstacle course? Because I think it's hard, right? Yeah. So for something for the training, for example, the hardest one I did was a Tough Mudder uh, in Colorado. It was 11 miles up in the mountains in Snowmass. Yeah. And, you know, I was in my 40s. And um, so I had my kids, signed everyone up, and it was more fun to cheer them on. And I, you know, for me, it was the moment of saying I'm someone's mom, my kids and I are both doing this, they're adults and I'm doing mm. this too. So that was really cool for me. I'm trying to get to be the coolest mom ever lived. I'm really trying hard. <laughs> so, anyway, but you know, it's just that piece of it, right. Being with loved ones and other team yeah. members and um, no, I, yeah. yeah, you, you may not know this, but that is a, that is a hobby of mine as well. Oh, I've seen your Spartan bandanas and on your Facebook. Okay. <laughs> I just did a race a couple weeks ago. As you were saying, you were like, cause I spent the greater part of the months before that, just trying to recruit a friend because I was like, I don't want to do this alone. I, I used to be a part of this gym and that's how I got into it. And, people ah. were doing it as a group and the first one yeah. i did i was just sort of like infected you know it was infectious like that group yep. we we're climbing over walls together and yeah and then i did several more this was in 2018 2019 i did several more uh eight mile nine and then i did one that was 13 miles in seattle i traveled to it and yep. um, i wasn't like great at these that was yep. part of the the thrill though was like i could see myself getting better and oh, then yeah. the pandemic came and I stopped doing it, but I, I was like really been itching yeah. to get back to it. So it was so much. And here's the thing about it. That's like you said, it's not easy. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And we talk about starting small and doing things easy. That's when you're starting. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're starting anything. doesn't mean you don't do hard things. In fact, you do hard things, not because, they're easy. You do them because we've talked about this. I think were you were you on that one I of the weeks recently? I'm, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I remember. But we, talk, we do hard things because it feels good because it ties yeah. into our life's purpose, 
Yeah. And that actually increases motivation anyway. So yeah. we use that obstacle course days. I'm like, oh, is she mentioning it? Because I, but I had no idea. That's so cool. We have something. No, I've done Spartans and Tough Mudders. And, yes. you know, I think when you like, for example, heights, I got to think about heights. <laughs> mm. um, you know, so there was a platform and you have to jump off of. If I yeah. hadn't seen other people jumping off this thing and my kids going, go, mom, go, mom, go, mom. I would have That's not it. jumped off the platform. It. <laughs> like it's 20 feet high. I'm dumping into this pond, you know, but I did it because I'm like that. And it pushed me and at the end of it. I felt so proud. Right. Because I'm like me, Lori, yeah. you did it. You, you accomplished yeah. it or, you yeah. know, running through <laughs> the fire. You're like, Oh my heavens. You know, um, yeah. which is less scary to me, That's by the way, scary. than jumping off that platform. <laughs> by far it's like tony <laughs> robbins you're like stepping on um exactly. that's cool yeah so i'll the other thing i wanted to to sort of bring up um was just this this idea before you even start moving is sort of asking yourself you know we always talk about this at mora like yeah asking yourself like why why am i doing this like why is it important to me how does this tie into my greater life goals, aspirations, and my kind of aspirational self-identity. Yeah, absolutely. I think the why is really important. So those days that it's really hard, that's really that you go back to your why and say, that's why. And that will give you that little bit of extra, oomph, you know, and anything that you do hard, I'm sure if, if people go back in their memories or their experience, things that, because we've all done hard things. What is that hard that's thing right. in your life that you were, you know, you hit, there was friction or some mm. type of a, a obstacle you had overcome to, to do mm. what was, what was that got you over it? How did you, mm. <laughs> how did you tune into the motivation, you know, That's clear right. out all the fuzziness and say, I'm tuning in. I need you right now. And it showed up. And how did that happen? It was probably because the mm. greater reason why you were doing something, you were going towards right. the destiny of, you know, accomplishing it. So yeah, that, mm. that, that's been my experience anyway. Uh I love that you're um, you're using your own example to inspire yourself. It's like you're inspiring mm. yourself. That's, mm. that's that's beautiful. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I like how you say that for sure. Mm. Hmm. Oh, we got a question here, though. Oh, we do have a question. Let's see. So excited! Um, we get a question. <laughs> I am discouraged. Okay, so Rosemary says I'm discouraged because after six months of entirely vegan and mostly whole food, plant based. My cholesterol did not go down. I hear so many stories on your YouTube and I feel like a failure. Oh, Rosemary, okay. any advice? Oh. Anything you'd like to say to her? Yeah, well, first of all, Rosemary, I wanna say that, you know, it's very brave of you to, to acknowledge how you're feeling and to share it. And what you're feeling is, you know, disappointment, disappointment because you've been working very hard. You've been doing this for six months and you see so many other people. We share stories. We share stories through our, our all different ways about people having these transformations. And, and you're sort of asking yourself, where's my transformation? Actually, my cholesterol went up. So that's frustrating. That's frustrating. And, and, and in saying that, you're saying you feel like, a failure yeah and i know you're not the only one that will go down go into this journey and 
do things really well and not initially or at some point not see the results. They're sort of saying, why is it not happening for me? And um, yeah, and that makes you feel disappointed. Yeah. So this gets to... Yeah, no, I was just going to say, Rosemary, there's there's could be several things occurring. And to one, to acknowledge, yes, you you're on the right track. So don't feel like you're in the wrong because there's so many more benefits beyond cholesterol that you're going to be getting from a whole food plant based diet. Right. So you're increasing your longevity, you're decreasing risk for metabolic disease, heart disease all sorts of stuff. Your gut bacteria is super happy and they're, you know, decreasing inflammation and decreasing risk for chronic other chronic diseases. So please, you know, own the fact that you are doing good for your body in many, many ways. Now the cholesterol is one biometric. Yes. And there's some things that we have to look at that are really stubborn for some folks. So this could be a genetic issue. <laughs> so is there a history of high cholesterol in your family? Maybe that's the significant issue. Um, when you say mostly whole food plant-based diet, that's where sometimes even that little bit of fudging or not quite a whole food plant-based diet could be the issue. Um, and unfortunately, some people have to be super duper stringent. Um, and if you have to be, then it becomes a discussion of how high is your cholesterol? How much do you want to be really stringent on a whole food plant-based diet? Versus is there an indication for a medication? And maybe that's appropriate. Um, we also have a cholesterol-lowering protocol. I don't know if you're one of our patients, but that's where if you're in one of our states, I would have you engage with one of our docs and, you know, discuss what you can do supplementarily, you know, supplement that as well, like certain foods, um, like soy products. You could increase and add in amla, berberine, um, you know, ground flaxseed. Um, so lots of different things that we can do in the diet as well. And then sometimes it requires people to um, have a significant weight loss before they'll see some changes as well, because there is some other things occurring. In addition, um, you know, if your thyroid's out of whack, if you have hypothyroidism and your adjustment needs to be made, sometimes you'll see an elevation in your cholesterol. And as you get, I'm only speaking because I'm hypothyroid. And so I've I, I feel well-versed in all the things that the thyroid can mess with and mm -hmm. um, having worked with thousands of patients, that would be a piece as well. So don't, don't feel like you're a failure. You're absolutely not a failure. You're winning just because you've made the choice and you are investing in your health. And two, like I said, there's many, many personalized things that we can now look at where you're at and, you know, make it even more customized and, really help you get down that success pathway. And that's where the expertise of our doctors comes in. Yeah, I, I hear that. I, I think what you're, you're saying, and Rosemary, it sounds like you have worked really hard to make plant-based eating a standard in your life. And there is perhaps uh, on a, an opportunity to optimize now. And so, right. And so the optimization piece will include all the things Dr. Lori is, if you are a patient of ours, um, I'm in Missouri. Oh, so I won't be able to join you. Uh, hopefully soon, you know, we're, we're growing, but um, going to see the doctor tomorrow and he wants me on statins. Um, I've definitely lost weight, but I'm still overweight. So as to whether or not to start statins, it'll depend on a variety of things like your family history and other risk factors and your actual level. And just like Dr. Laura was saying, if you have maybe a predisposition to having higher cholesterol, but that'd be a conversation to have with your doctor. But I think your lifestyle changes 
are definitely fueling your best health. Just like Dr. Lori said, you're going to get all sorts of other benefits because as we love to say, there isn't a separate lifestyle medicine for diabetes and for high cholesterol and for cancer and for it's the same and it's the same exact lifestyle medicine. The pharmaceutical companies love to make <laughs> five different medicines or 20 different medicines for each thing so that you're right. But no, there's one lifestyle medicine. So you're doing amazing, wonderful things. And that word failure, we often associate as a negative, but failure is how you grow and how you learn. And so if you feel like a failure, that means you're growing and learning. And, you know, just, I, just acknowledging that. Yeah, I, I think, um, well, here, see, her A1C is the list has been in 10 years. So congratulations. That's phenomenal. And I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, additional advice here. Um, one is as you lose weight, your body's releasing triglycerides. It's the, the fatty acids and that can drive up your LDL, which can drive your total cholesterol. So honestly, this could be a transition phase as you're losing weight. Um, you may see this transient elevation in cholesterol. So I don't want you to be too discouraged there. The other piece of this is, like I said, the berberine is a really helpful, um, I can't remember the exact brand name that I did some research on. Um, I can look it up here in a second, but berberine is a really helpful and AMLA uh, powder. The Terrace, uh, Terra Soul, I believe is a good brand. It's just a basically um, Indian gooseberry dried powder. Do one or two teaspoons a day of that. Um, and then you could do a Brazil nut per week. There's some really interesting research there. You do a couple of tablespoons of ground flaxseed daily and have soy products regularly. So soy is amazing. You have tempeh, tofu, um, soy curls. You could do the whole soybean edamame. And so any variety of soy milk, it doesn't matter. Anything that you can do there because one, there's many benefits to women's health, breast health, uh, bone mm -hmm. health, but also it helps decrease cholesterol. And it'd be a great protein source for you as a diabetic and stabilizes blood sugars. It does really well. I love soy products, even though it's a little bit higher fat, um, these are good fats. It'll be, it'll be fine. And so maybe that will help as well, but I hope that doesn't, I hope that gives you a little bit more encouragement and gives you some mm -hmm. other things that you can work on. But if you're a diabetic and you have high cholesterol, there is indication, right? We want to decrease your risk for any cardiovascular events. So, you know, please be going open-minded as you discuss this with your doctor, because he may be, or she maybe making these recommendations based on some very solid guidelines. And, you know, maybe it's a bridge to where you are. So you reverse the diabetes, you see the cholesterol drop, and then you come off or something. But again, again, that's a personal conversation. But you know, it's, it's a conversation that both sides, you and your doctor should have be open minded about. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Dr. Lori. And Anne chimes in, failure is data. Please journal mm. to learn for you sleep mood food etc yeah absolutely Anne. absolutely and, and rosemary said yes thank you not diabetic but high for pre-diabetic happy to go back to normal to normal there wow so you, rosemary amazing you reversed your pre-diabetes sounds like yeah. with eating this way for six months so keep up the great work and yeah i mean sometimes numbers and results don't come i always like to I tell patients, you know, your weight is a lagging indicator of your health. Hmm. It, you know, it's what, what I'm doing today will, will determine my weight, you know, a few months now or six months from now. And so you think about your behaviors. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about motivation <laughs> and movement. I wanted to focus on that second piece, movement, and why I like to call it movement instead of 
exercise. Um, you know, I, I was somebody who, uh, and this I think gets at the motivation piece too. I was somebody who for years, um, I should exercise. Mm. I really should exercise. And I was the guy who would go to the gym around new year's and around my birthday and, uh, and just wait in line for the treadmill and, guess what you know that was that was the the most ultimate chore in mm. my life it was like wow this is something i really should have to do and i wasn't doing it and so mm. how do you how do you think about uh movement in your life dr Lori? well i have a question for you if you don't mind me i'm just gonna go back because oh, i hear you saying you did these things but now you're doing them so what was what was the changing factor for you what was the changing thing well yeah i mean i, I as you know, I, I started becoming just more aware and mindful after starting a meditation practice. I, I became more aware about diet changed first. And I was eating like mostly whole food plant-based diet for about a year and, and feeling great and having lots of energy. And then I revisited in my head. I said, hmm, maybe I should start exercising. And I did in that moment go to the gym and I was like, you know what? I don't enjoy this. <laughs> I really don't enjoy this. And so then I started running and tried different things. I started running yeah. outside. We live near a city college and there's a really beautiful track field. So I was like, oh, I'll run mm. at the track field. And I was like, I don't like running. <laughs> My knee hurts. Like, I don't like this. And so I went back to the drawing board and I discovered this small gym in my, like near my house, I think I had found it on Yelp a few years before, but it was like in actually in like a high school, they rented part of the space and it was centered around lifting and strength training, something I had never mm. really done before. And um, you kind of show up and there's two trainers circulating and they have a different workout every day. But it was really focused on like building up your, your strength and building up your form, you know, doing correct form. And so I went into, cause I think in the past I did it because I was like, Oh, it'll help me lose weight or it'll, it'll be good for my health. It's something I should do. Now I was like, wow, this is something I could feel myself after even a week or two. It was hard for me, but I could feel myself getting stronger. I would lift mm. the grocery bag the car and i'd be like oh it's so easier so strong yeah <laughs> what is going on and and so then it became i think uh, and i made friends there very quickly awesome. i mean the tra i made friends with the trainers one of them tells all these dad jokes and uh, i would just <laughs> look forward to going there i would be and i was in my you know mid 30 late 30s at that point and you tell yourself these stories like, oh, I, I'm at an age where I'm not going to make new friends. I used to tell myself that. I have no idea why. I had a very, like, closed. And then suddenly I was making all these new friends. And they would do, you know, they would have, like, sometimes meet up on Friday nights and things like that. I'm like, wow, I have this like, social group <laughs> now. And so it motivated me to keep going back to the gym. I would always joke, like, oh, I showed up to hang out. And then I remembered that I have to exercise. <laughs> But no, <laughs> that's, that's, awesome. that's changed. And then I and then do that long enough. And I true I believe this to anyone. You start moving long enough, and then you start experiencing the positive benefits. You start mm -hmm. experiencing improvement in your mood. You start experiencing improvement in your energy. You start experiencing you know all these things that I didn't realize that. And I was like, this ain't no chore. 
This is a gift in my life. This is, which by the way, that whole concept comes from this wonderful researcher, Michelle Seeger, who studies motivation and exercise. She, when mm. I saw her speak a few years ago and she framed it that way. She said, you know, we've got to help people frame movement as a gift instead of a chore. Mm. So really talk to people about how it's going to help them feel better and not, you know, just like, I ask people, do you want to feel better? And no one says no. <laughs> anyway, I love that. It. Yeah. Yeah. No one says no to wanting to feel better. I have yet to say exactly. It'd be a rare and odd person who said, no, I don't want to feel better. Um, so there's another question here from Debbie. Oh, yeah. Oh, from Debbie. Debbie is a member of one of my groups. Um, I'm discouraged too, uh, because I have worked hard to do 100% whole food plant-based, and now I have chronic gastritis. I am now on a new stomach drug bug, protonics. I wanted to stop taking more drugs. Ah, uh, Debbie, yes, I know that's frustrating and that's disappointing, because one of your goals, and I think a lot of people, is not to be on more prescription medications and, um, you know, as you've shared, you're having a lot of stomach issues and your doctor prescribed that because there's inflammation in your stomach right now. I believe confidently that is not being caused by your um, wonderful, incredible adherence to, uh, to eating this way. Uh, and, 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 you know, I'm not obviously going to go into your history, but you know, there's probably other factors contributing we've talked about and and you know i'm i'm just hearing that i'm hearing you're you're feeling discouraged and i i also know you know and, and i know you know there's a lot of positives that you have experienced but but yeah you're going through a little harder time right now um, and that you know that too will pass i do believe that i think it just yeah, echoes and, though yeah, and I, I think this is a really important thing to address because um, this is my East-West doctor said things may be coming up that I had not been aware of before. Mm. I don't know what that means, but um, specifically, but the one thing I really want to make people understand, so we live a life, right? So we're born hopefully in a very healthy package and things happen over a course of years and decades, right? We make choices, we're taught, we're, we're, we learn a lifestyle. Maybe we're blessed with people who uh, address health in their family and make healthy choices and feed your children well. Um, you know, maybe there's uh, places that you, maybe you did struggle. Maybe your folks, you know, were working three jobs and you were eating fast food and a, you know, latchkey kid one or whatever. So we don't know what those habits are for decades. And then you discover this wonderful thing called a plant-based diet. And you hear these phenomenal transformational stories of people, you know, young, middle-aged and old of just alike. But the piece here is that I really just want to understand is that there's a place for you to be healthy, as healthy as we can get you at this point in time, right? So there may be a place that you come, you know, if we had a 65-year-old who's been a diabetic for 30 years, maybe we get them off of, you know, three, from three medications down to one, you know, so that's a win. And that's going to be the best we can do for that person at that time, because there's so much history. So I also, you know, again, chronic gastritis can have a lot of causes. Um, so I, you know, you just want to be mindful that you're making amazing, like I said, other investments in your other total health. So, but be accepting 
of the current situation and surrendering to that and being okay mm. with just knowing you're making the best decisions possible mm. is going to relieve the suffering that you're inflicting upon yourself because we feel like, oh, we failed because we haven't stopped medications. That's not true. You're winning every day you make a choice to eat something mm. healthy that nourishes your body. Now, will it get mm. the outcome that optimally we want everyone to have, which is no medications? No, it's not going to happen for everyone. We're still humans. Even people who eat a whole food place are still going to get cancer. They're still going to die. Things are going to happen. But the journey of seeing that you're making those choices and being proud and owning the fact that you're investing in your health, that is your win. Okay, so yeah. don't judge yourself and don't don't cause undue stress and suffering that's unnecessary. Um, it's just so very important that we reframe what's a win here. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think it's a reminder that we don't have control over everything. Yeah. And, you know, we have control over our behaviors and that does have a lot of influence, but there are other things that will certainly come up. And yeah, that, that I echo that. Um, and then Debbie says, this may have been here. I think that's what her East West doctor mm -hmm. was saying, that this may have already been there and that she wasn't aware of it. And now, oh, okay. now I can work on it and succeed in dealing with it. That's a Absolutely. really awesome, awesome attitude there, Debbie. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. That's great. Um, Scott says, hi, Dr. Rock. I'm a new patient of yours for Monday. <laughs> okay, hi, Scott. <laughs> when I switched to mostly whole food plant-based diet earlier this year, my cholesterol went from 205 down to 147. Wow, awesome. Scott, lowest ever. My problem is sticking with it. Any advice? <laughs> yes. Well, Scott, we'll get into this when we talk. But, <laughs> but it's it's really yeah. It should you know it's really it's it's go, it's doubling down on the things you enjoy about it. It's really asking yourself like and and connecting with all the good things. It's made you know how you're feeling better and the food and how you're enjoying the food and then just really focusing on bringing more of that into your life. I. I really do that. I emphasize like, how do you, how do you just grow the pot of what makes you feel good? Because if you start really focusing on like, now I no longer can have this. I no longer can have this. I no longer, you know, human beings as human beings, we all experience this. Like we, we rebel against like when I was a kid and my parents said, clean your room, I would just throw my clothes. <laughs> I'm not cleaning my room. <laughs> right. We do that for ourselves too. There's this natural rebellion. So really it's, um, it's focusing on how good it makes you feel and all the good ways you've discovered to enjoy this. And then, and then, like I say, double down on that. So, but we'll, we'll talk more Scott and any other thoughts you have, Dr. Lori? Yeah, no, I love that, that you're saying, you know, double down on the, what makes you feel good and speed that dopamine piece and remember yeah. how you felt when you first, I want you to revisit when you saw that 147 number, like what did that feel like? That was amazing. Right. So remember that, write it down. The other piece of this is this is life. There's going to be obstacles. So let's plan mm -hmm. for them. So where do you struggle right. to stick with it? So is there, is it when you go to work? Is it when you're traveling? Is it you're at home because someone else doesn't want to partake in this diet? You know, tell us, is it when you drive by the golden arches, whatever that is, make it plan to win, right? So if you're planning ahead, you're not going to feel the stress of that encounter or mm -hmm. that. Um, so then it's not going to feel like a struggle, right? You're not going to feel the friction because you've already built a plan in place to know what you can do. And the thing is, the more you do this, the easier it gets. 
Okay, that I, yeah. I can't tell you enough. The more you do it, yeah. the easier it gets. So I've been in plant-based eating for 11 years. And honestly, I don't even remember. And I was in my 40s. <laughs> so early 40s when I transitioned. And honestly, I don't even recall <laughs> what it was like to eat another way. So I just really yeah. want you to to really plan ahead so you don't feel the stress and you're less likely to falter or take a little detour and come right back on. And to know that if you do falter and you do fall off the wagon or whatever you want to call it, it's not a failure. It's an opportunity to learn. Kind of like um, someone was mentioning up here in one of our comments, this is data, right? Data is a great way to look at this, or it's just an opportunity to lean in and go, why were you here to teach me and how can I do better next time? Or what can I do to improve my situation so that I can align what I want to do with my actions? And so that's, that's phenomenal. Hmm. That's great advice. And actually, Scott says, finding meals I enjoy is the hardest part. Mm. And uh, I love to explore that with you. There's so many ways to make this food enjoyable and flavorful and super delicious and do it in, in a convenient and easy way. That's the name of the game because you can, there's a lot of elaborate <laughs> plant-based meals out there and they don't have to be. I, you know, it's like the the yeah. joke is what's a vegan's best friend is a good sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I love you that. can make any combination of then beans, greens, vegetables, whole grains, like tasty um, with a good sauce. So we'll get, and we, you know what, Amora, we have you because we have a whole <laughs> list of sauces and dressings and all whole food plant-based. So yeah. you make a couple of those on the weekend and you prep a few things and then suddenly you're eating flavorful, delicious food. Scott's looking forward to Monday. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and then DG says, enjoying the weight loss masterclass. Great bite-sized lessons cover all aspects. Appreciate how everyone on the Mora team contributed. Mindfulness is my new challenge, is my challenge. Eating without TV, meditation, breath. Well, DG, thank you for that uh, testimonial. Uh, unsolicited testimonial appreciate it yeah we did put a, as dr Lori mentioned the whole medical team came together and uh has put together this master class and um there's also now a version uh, a, a course that you can you can opt for that is disease reversal so if weight loss is not your primary goal or not something uh you know we have some patients who are actually trying to gain weight for example so we have a disease reversal uh, masterclass now as well. And you can access both of those at our website, mora.com up to the top masterclass. And, um, good site for SOS recipes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Dylan. You cut out. I don't know if, if I was just me, but what I missed what you said there, the last sentence. Oh. No, yeah, I'm just going to say Rosemary had one last comment about Well Your World. She said uh, it's a good site for salt. Yeah, are you familiar with Well Your World? No, Lori? I'm going to check it out. Oh, it's this guy Dylan. Oh, he's great. <laughs> he wears all these like plant meme shirts and he makes really easy recipes. I tell patients about it all the time. And he sells some sauces and I actually bought some recently and I really like awesome. them. They're all salt, oil, and sugar free. Okay. Um, refined sugar free. So. Cool. Um, okay. Well, I want to thank everybody who uh, asked us questions and comments today, everyone who watched uh, either live or watching this recorded or listening. 
And uh, thank you, Dr. Lori, for having this conversation today. That was really yeah. wonderful. Yes, yeah. as and always. We're so, so ready and, and wanting to help anyone, everyone that wants to take control of their health, reverse their chronic disease, lose weight, um, and really get themselves out of this hamster wheel, which is our, our sick care system. And um, yeah, so visit us at Mora, M-O-R-A dot com. And, and uh, just real quick, Maja or Maya or Demetric, thank you. She's asked just, I just got to, I got to address this. Is, oh, yeah. Hello, is plant-based diet good for insulin resistance? Yes, 100%. Absolutely. As you can see through Debbie's comments, she reversed her prediabetes, it sounds, within the last six months. So if you go to Mora.com and click on the, the weight loss, even if even the disease reversal, they're they're, they're similar or the same videos. They're, we just pulled out some of the weight loss focus for people who don't necessarily want to listen to that. So it is the same message. So you don't necessarily have to go to do a new thing and learn new stuff. Um, but yes, Maya, please check out the the free master course. Everything you'll need to do to reverse your diabetes or insulin resistance is right there. And if you are on medications like insulin or certain things. Um, that can lower blood sugar very quickly, oral medications, please be mindful of that and keep a very close eye on your blood sugar. And if they get low, you need to contact your doctor because you may not require those anymore. So I just want to, so you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. And um, yeah, this was a wonderful conversation. So we'll see you back here next week um, and have a wonderful rest of your day, wonderful rest of your week. Take care everyone. Yeah. Bye. Have a good one. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed that video. Before you go though, please hit the subscribe and alert buttons so you don't miss out on any of the amazing content we're working so hard to provide you. We upload a new episode of Health & Mora with Dr. Lori Marbus every Friday. Now, if you'd rather listen to the podcast, you can find us on all the major platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. If you're looking for amazing resources to help you start and sustain a plant-based diet, exercise, recipes, or anything wellness, we got you covered there too. Because at Mora, we actually provide physician-led support groups to help people live happier, healthier lives free of metabolic disease. Don't forget to check out our website at mora.com. And thanks again for watching.